Let us begin. Hello everyone, welcome to Brew Distilled. I'm your host, Monte Ale. In this episode here, I'll be recapping the first two episodes of Hawkeye from Disney+. Plus. Hawkeye is officially on Disney+, Plus now, just in time for Thanksgiving as we go into the holiday season, and most definitely is well worth the wait. Disney+, Plus released episodes 1 and 2 on November 24th, so do be sure to check those out if you haven't still already. I'll be recapping the first two episodes going over to and doing a brief recap of the first two episodes here in Brew Distilled. So please be aware there will be spoilers up ahead as we recap episodes one and two of Hawkeye. And it will have a beer pairing at the end of the episode to pair with the first two episodes of Hawkeye. So ready? Here we go. So episode one of Hawkeye, we got introduced to Kate Bishop, who was in her early years as a kid, just during the Battle of New York, when she was living in downtown New York, right in Manhattan actually, during the events of the first Avengers movie. In this scene, it's where young Kate Bishop got her first introduction to the Avengers, particularly with Hawkeye, where Hawkeye unknowingly saved Kate Bishop in this episode. So it was very much a strong introduction to the whole series. Also for episode one, as was Hawkeye who saved Kate Bishop and also inspired her to become a superhero as she became a crossbow archer after the end of this moment. So that was a very strong way to start the series with Hawkeye in action and his abilities saving Kate Bishop from death and also inspiring her to be a hero as she grew older in life. So it's a very strong way to introduce Kate Bishop into the MCU. Now we also noticed that Kate Bishop was closer to her father than her mother. That was something that really stood out as well. And I do believe that as the series progresses, Hawkeye is going to fill the void of the father for Kate Bishop. That's something I think we're going to see in this series as it unfolds. As you definitely saw that in this moment in the introduction where the first sign Hawkeye really motivated Kate Bishop to become who she is now in this series. Tragically, Kate Bishop's father dies in the attack in the first Avengers movie. But then flash forward years later after the funeral where Kate Bishop is officially in champion Archer now. She gets in trouble in school, gets sent home after knocking out a bell tower. And we also see Hawkeye in New York City. So Hawkeye is in New York City. This is after the events of Avengers Endgame. So we're seeing once again a post-Endgame world, a post-Thanos world here in the MCU. And we're seeing how Hawkeye adjusted his whole new world. Now he's with his kids in New York City. His wife is absent. Now first I thought did Hawkeye and his wife get divorced? That's what I thought at first. It turns out it's not the case. They are still together. Even though I thought his Avengers lifestyle would probably bring the whole marriage down. But they're still together. Is the Hawkeye spending time with his kids in New York City, but there's a moment in the episode of watching a play on Broadway, a very wacky Captain America play, which really I saw as wacky and odd in the end, also for Hawkeye's one to his kids, but there's a very moving moment in the show in this first episode where the actress playing Black Widow, aka Natasha Romanoff, really got the attention of Hawkeye. We definitely saw that look in Hawkeye's face where he knows that he's seen someone playing Black Widow in this scene, and that really reminds Hawkeye of his friendship with Black Widow. His own daughter notices this as well. It's something Hawkeye really can't stand to see. He goes outside to get a moment away from the scene and also away from the play because that scene really told me, it really showed the impact that Natasha Romanoff had on Hawkeye. They both had a notorious strong bond and relationship. They both fought together in the MCU. So now that Natasha Romanoff is officially gone now in the MCU, that moment really took Hawkeye up. I mean, it really got his attention. It was a really moving scene. Something that really showed the power that they had together, Black Widow and Hawkeye. So that scene really stood out here in episode one and I do believe we're going to see more of that as the series progresses because I do believe in order for the series to be effective we got to see more of the impact that Natasha Romanoff had on Hawkeye and what she meant to him. That's something we got to see more of in the series and it was really well played out here in episode one. There's also an interesting moment in the bathroom where Hawkeye went to use the bathroom in the scene where on the toilet was written Thana was his right. It was written on the urinal in this scene. It was something that really caught Hawkeye off guard but he really seemed to think much of it but somewhere in that theater there was someone who believes that Thanos was a good guy. It was 
definitely an odd, maybe sort of Easter egg in this scene, seeing that something right in the bathroom that Thanos is right that really caught Hawkeye's attention. It makes me wonder, is it going to connect to the series, or is that just some random weird moment that we saw? But it was also well-placed in this series, as it really does show the impact Thanos had on the world, and also shows that some of them actually agreed with Thanos, despite the massive damage that he caused. So it's no doubt a very interesting observation. And there was also the interesting revelation later in the episode, where Kate Bishop, now her mother, is dating a guy that Kate Bishop obviously doesn't like. The guy obviously gives off a villain vibe, and no doubt this guy is a villain. So I do look forward to seeing what kind of villain role he's going to play here in the series of Hawkeye, but he's also dating Kate Bishop's mother as well. Now her mother obviously does not know how this guy is, but Kate Bishop clearly has her suspicions about this guy. So we definitely know an episode one that Kate Bishop is well-rounded already. She's not only skilled in archery, she's also skilled with reading people, also with martial arts, and she also has a really good skill for being a spy as well. She goes to this party her mother's at, but she's also dressed up as a server. She blends in with the party where she discovers an underground auction. That's where we see items from the Avengers compound are up for auction. Two such items that are Ronin uniform and also the Ronin sword, which were worn by Hawkeye during Avengers Endgame. So we definitely know that the Avengers compound was definitely looted, actually. I'm going to say looted. People definitely went through it after it was destroyed after the events of Endgame. It's not revealed in the episode of other items were salvaged from the Avengers compound. All we know is that it's definitely the Ronin sword and the Ronin costume. Now, Kate Bishop is actually able to get the Ronin costume after a well-choreographed fight in this scene. The scene is really well acted out. Good choreographed fight scene. Kate Bishop gets the Ronin costume, but the leading villain, who's also the man who's dating her mother, does take the Ronin sword. So Kate Bishop does escape the Ronin costume, and she goes off right into the streets, gets some pretty intense action, actually, and she befriends a mysterious one-eyed dog, which I do believe is going to play a big role in the series. I do believe this one-eyed dog that Kate adopts is going to be a play a big role in the series. I just don't know what kind of role this dog will play, but I do believe this dog is indeed a very special dog. The episode gets more interesting when Kate adopts her Ronin persona, getting an action on the streets, getting caught on TV camera, which does get the attention of Hawkeye, and Kate does discover the body of Armand, knowing that Armand is now dead after she saw him at the auction, that mysterious auction where he auctioned off some items that were not legal for sale, such as the Ronin costume and the sword as well. We eventually do see Kate get an action on the street fight, in where she is eventually confronted by Hawkeye, now Hawkeye wants to know who's adopting the Ronin costume because Hawkeye knows that when he was Ronin back in Avengers Endgame when he's fighting the criminal underworld all around the world, he definitely made some enemies as Ronin. But the thing is, no one knows who Ronin really is. No one knows that Ronin was Hawkeye all along. But the problem is, people think that Kate Bishop now is Ronin and not Hawkeye. This leads to an inevitable encounter at the end of the episode where Hawkeye confronts Kate on Masker only to find out that this Ronin persona is not who he thought it was. And that's how episode one ends. And I want to go into episode two because I want to recap episode one and two together because kind of a when you think about it episode one and two are kind of the same episode it was kind of like you know part one and two when you think about it. it's kind of like more a serial drama going on so far at Hawkeye now in episode two Hawkeye finally finds out that Kate Bishop is now masquerading as the Ronin much as unpleasant surprise now Kate's very excited to see Hawkeye she tells Hawkeye that Hawkeye is her favorite Avenger but he wants to get done with this he wants nothing to do with what's going on he eventually finds out from Kate that all the things she did briefly in that time she had a Ronin suit he sees her as a 22-year-old vigilante, something he's not crazy about, to go back to her apartment thinking he's going to get the suit back, but it's very much short-lived when the tracksuit mafia shows up because he wants to know from Kate Bishop if anyone saw her face. She says no, but turns out they're followed back to her apartment by the tracksuit mafia. They try to burn the place down with the Molotov cocktail, but in the end, Hawkeye and Kate Bishop are able to escape the one-eyed dog away from her apartment, but the problem is, the suit, the Ronin suit gets left behind. That's something Hawkeye did not want to leave behind. He says they're going to come back for, but then again, there's a twist that comes 
that I'll get to here in a few minutes. They end up going back to a place that she has that belongs to a relative of hers to hide out safely. But Hawkeye, he does not know what's going on yet. He has yet to realize he's got dragged into a major criminal conspiracy that involves this guy that who is dating Kate Bishop's mother. Kate Bishop now has Hawkeye dragged into his major mess right now. Just when Hawkeye thought he was going to be retired because Hawkeye, when he saw him in the Infinity Saga in the Avengers movies, was always trying to retire from the Avengers lifestyle only to get dragged in back into the action. And this has happened all over again. Now, Hawkeye, he's in New York City wanting to spend Christmas with his kids only to realize he's now dragged into a major criminal conspiracy and now he's working with Kate Bishop even though he's reluctant to do so. Now, throughout the episode, you see Hawkeye trying to get out of this, saying that's going to be the last time he's going to see Kate, but Kate always finds a way to get him dragged in back into the action. Now, Hawkeye doesn't realize it. I think what Hawkeye's going to learn here and what Kate is going to learn, they're going to learn a lot about each other in this whole series. You know, Kate, her father died years ago when she was a kid. I believe Hawkeye's going to fill that void of the father figure for Kate, and Kate is going to teach Hawkeye a lot about himself. We see this in moments when they're back at that safe place that Kate takes Hawkeye back to, which belongs to a family member of hers, and where he applies first aid to her, so he's kind of teaching her about first aid techniques. He's also wondering about how to get the suit back. Now, Hawkeye's got to go to a LARPer festival. It turns out he goes back to the crime scene disguised as a firefighter, leaving Kate safely behind at her relative's place. Hawkeye goes back to the crime scene as a firefighter disguised as a firefighter, only to realize that someone took the suit. Hawkeye's able to find out that someone took the suit who's a firefighter, the Ronin suit actually. Now, this leads Hawkeye back to a mini-adventure. He has to go to a LARPer festival where he has to get the suit back. Hawkeye's able to get the suit back. The firefighter who took the suit realizes that it's actually Hawkeye all along. He gives Hawkeye the suit back after making a deal with Hawkeye. You know, Hawkeye's got to pretend getting killed at this festival in order to get the suit back. You know, Hawkeye doesn't have to go through a major ordeal to get the suit back. But, you know, Hawkeye, though, you know, Hawkeye was never the most popular Avenger. You know, there was a scene in the first episode where we saw an Avengers poster where Hawkeye really wasn't majorly represented in that poster. So, you know, Hawkeye, he really wasn't a well-known Avenger. He never had his own movie, even though he should have had his own movie with Hawkeye and Black Widow having their own movie. That definitely would have been a great movie with Hawkeye and Black Widow having their own movie. But Hawkeye never had his own movie. So we see in episodes one and two, we see Hawkeye was definitely more like the low-key Avenger. He tends to like it that way, but people recognize who Hawkeye is and they want to embrace Hawkeye. They want to celebrate Hawkeye. They want to honor Hawkeye. But this is something that Hawkeye is not really comfortable with. He wants to maintain his low-key persona, even though those around him want to honor him for who he is as an Avenger. There's also a moment in the episode, episode two, where Hawkeye and Kate, or you know, it's not the next day, Hawkeye and Kate are walking through the streets of New York City. He's trying to figure out what's going to happen next because he wants to get rid of Kate. He doesn't want to get involved in her mess, but he's obviously dragged into it. He just doesn't realize it yet. There is a scene where someone sees uh, Ant-Man. Someone's dressed up as Ant-Man in the scene, and that leads Kate to telling Hawkeye that his problem is getting his name out there as an Avenger, even though he doesn't see it that way. He likes to maintain his low-key persona, but Kate does insist to Hawkeye that not having his name out there is definitely his major problem. You know, Hawkeye is definitely closed off. He's definitely low-key, just like Black Widow was. You know, Hawkeye and Black Widow, they're very low-key as Avengers, even though they're highly well-known. But Black Widow's most well-known Avenger, but Hawkeye, he definitely maintains his low-key persona in this episode, and Kate is definitely calling him out on this. Now, when it comes to Kate, she definitely has troubles adjusting to what her mother is doing in terms of dating this guy who's obviously a villain. So we can't blame Kate for having these feelings because it's clear this guy's obviously bad news. There's an interesting scene in the episode where they have a fencing match with one another. I do believe this is going to foreshadow Kate going up against this guy later in the series, probably in a dramatic matchup, and I do believe she'll eventually get the Ronin sword and use it to go after this guy at later in the series in the final matchup. So I do believe that Kate and this guy who's dating her mother is going to be going up against each other later in the series, and I do believe that fencing match was indeed a foreshadowing event. But Kate has also shown herself to be very valuable 
bit of Hawkeye. She definitely knows how to read people. She knows how to do intelligence on people, how to go into a situation and blend in while conducting espionage work and getting out of a bad situation. So Kate definitely knows how to adapt in a very chaotic situation. Now throughout the episode, you see time and time again where Hawkeye tries to get away from Kate only to get dragged back in. Now Hawkeye has to send his family outside New York City. He tells his wife he's going to be home for Christmas. So big plot element in the series is Hawkeye trying to get back with his family, but he also knows he has a mission now in New York. He's not assigned by anybody, but Hawkeye knows that there's something brewing going on in New York City. He's dragged into something big. He just doesn't know what it is yet, but does involve Kate Bishop as well. So the two of them are officially working together. Hawkeye just doesn't know it yet. Kate Bishop, she's she's all about it. I mean, she wants to work with Hawkeye. She wants to make this work. She wants to team up with him. Hawkeye does not want to do that. He tries to go on his own, only to be kidnapped later at the end of the episode by the tracksuit mafia. Only in the end, Kate Bishop comes in just in time, thinks she's going to come and save the day. Only the two of them end up getting kidnapped and taken prisoner by a trench coat mafia. And at the end of the episode, we get introduced to Echo, who's going to be a new character in the MCU. Now, we all know Echo from the comics, so Echo's officially been introduced in the MCU at the end of episode two, but we do see that Echo's probably a villain here, so that definitely does make me wonder, is Echo a villain in Hawkeye? We have heard she's getting her own series, so is she really a villain in the end, or is she going to come to the aid of Hawkeye and Kate Bishop at the end of this episode, and will we see that in episode three, most likely the beginning of episode three? And that there wraps up my recap episodes one and two for Hawkeye. Overall, this is a very good series, off to a great start. My questions are, how will Hawkeye and Kate Bishop come together and work together? And you know, Kate Bishop, she wants to work with him. He doesn't want to. I do believe this moment at the end of episode two is going to bring them closer together to work as a team. And Hawkeye eventually become that mentor and even father figure towards Kate Bishop. And also, does Kate Bishop, does her mother know what's going on with this criminal conspiracy? Is there more that she's letting on? That's a question I have as well. And is Echo really a villain? And also, what kind of conspiracy, criminal conspiracy is going on here? How far does it go? And also, how will Hawkeye get back to his family at the end of this? series in season one that there's a question to have as well and also when will we see Yelena from the Black Widow movie in this series we do know she's going to eventually appear probably even as an antagonist towards Clint aka Hawkeye so it'd be very much interesting to see how that plays out but overall the series is off to a great start I can't wait to see what happens next it's definitely a good moment for Hawkeye to shine so do stay tuned to future edition of Brutus Still to recap Hawkeye episode 3 on Disney Plus now for the beer pairing for this episode of Hawkeye the beer I'm pairing with this is the Monk's Cafe Flemish Sour Sour Ale. This is a sour ale with a 5.5 ABV. Scores 87 on BeerAdvocate.com. Has really good sour flavor too. It's actually Belgian sour. A Belgian beer actually. It's available all year round. I got it in a bottle. Really has a nice bottle to it as well. Has a barrel on it with a monk carved into the barrel. And I got an 11.2 fluid ounce bottle. A very good bottled beer actually. A product of Belgium. And again that is a Monk's Cafe Flemish Sour Ale. It's a really easy beer to drink. It's a really good sour ale. Very easy to drink. A really good flavor to it. Almost tastes like you're drinking wine like other sour beers have been known to have, but this is a definitely good sour beer worth checking out. This is a sour ale from Monk's Cafe, a product of Belgium, and a 5.5 ABV, it seems kind of low for a sour ale actually. 5.5 ABV, it wasn't expected to be that low, but it's also not overpowering at the same time, but very good ABV in the sour ale. It has a nice darkish red color to it, really adds to the flavor as well. Nice good appearance, but really good sour ale worth checking out, and again, that beer is the Monk's Cafe Flemish Sour Ale. Do check that beer out. It's available all year round. A definitely good beer you definitely want to have. And that shall do it for me this edition of Brew Distilled. Recapping Hawkeye. Do stay tuned for future editions where I recap Hawkeye here on Disney+. Plus. And also do check out the other edition of Brew Distilled where I recap this year's NFL season with the six most interesting teams in the NFL season this year for 2021. So do check that out as well along the beer pairings that follow. I'm your host DG Monte Ale. 
do follow this podcast on Instagram or Brutus Still Podcast on Instagram. Do check out this podcast on your favorite podcast hosting server. I'll see you all next time. And until then, be brood and be distilled, folks. Cheers. Bye.